You're listening to a sermon from Free City Church in Lawrence, Kansas. We exist to extend the glory of God by making disciples through the gospel of Jesus Christ. Tonight's uh, scripture and sermon comes from 1 Peter. It's 1 Peter 1, 1 through 9. Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ. To those who are elect exiles of the dispersion in Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia, according to the foreknowledge of God the Father and the sanctification of the Spirit for obedience to Jesus Christ and for the sprinkling with his blood, may grace and peace be multiplied to you. Blessed be our God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you, who by God's power are being guarded through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you rejoice, though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials so that the tested genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Though you have not seen him, you love him. Though you do not now see him, you believe in him and rejoice with joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory, obtaining the outcome of your faith the salvation of your souls. This is the word of the Lord. Good evening, y'all. That was funny. I was a little excited, so I came up early. Um, man, there I'm sitting back there worshiping, and uh, there are a lot of people in this room that I love a lot, and I've missed a lot. And it just feels really, really good to be back here. Um, for those of you who don't know me, my name is Kevin Teets. Um, I've been a part of the Free City family for, oh gosh, six years now, um, something like that. Uh, my wife Maggie and I uh, have uh, helped lead city groups for um, most of that time and uh, have just loved and been ministered to and grown in the Lord so much uh, as part of family. And um, yeah, I actually, so I also get to serve as the uh, Young Life College Director uh, student ministry, uh, introduce students to Jesus and help them grow in their faith uh, here in Lawrence. And um, many of you are here, and I, gosh, this is awesome. Um, I also want to start out with a few thank yous. Uh, first, I, you know, so this is River City Church, uh, for anybody who maybe is unfamiliar. And River City Church has been incredibly generous, incredibly generous uh, to have us here Uh, And then actually Young Life in Douglas County, our mailing address is at this church. Like you mail stuff here and they are incredibly gracious. So I just, you know, I don't know if there's anybody here from uh, church, but thank you um, to River City and your people. Um, And then the other thank you is our city group. Um, Man, it has been quite a season. Uh, It has been a season in COVID. It has been a season... um, just in our family, and I, I honestly, I've been changed. I've been changed so much 
by the fact that people that we like know and love and like when they hear about the things that are going on that are hard for us, they actually show up. And so let me just put that as a plug for Citigroup. If you are not involved with Citigroup, please do that. Because it, you will have people who actually know insides and out of your life that you get to know theirs. And I have never, this is the closest I've been to like real suffering in this season. And um, we've not done it alone. And it's been shockingly amazing. And it's, it's changing me. And so thank you, um, City Group, for that. Uh, hey, I don't know, did anybody see the... Uh, the bumper stickers during election season that said uh, giant meteor 2020, <laughs> right? 2021, here we are, right? Uh, if, if that was genuinely um, a third-party ballot, might have won. Um, and I would say there's probably a few different attitudes uh, coming into 2021 that any of us could have. I might have gone through all of them at some point. One would be like the excitement and relief that 2020 is over and maybe expecting like the relief because expecting 2021 to be really different. And I have to admit that's not where I'm at. Uh, another feeling might be kind of that like Christmas hangover where you, you come out of the holidays, come into the new year and it's like, man, there's so much hopefulness and you arrive and it's kind of the same. Uh, I might be a little bit there. I kind of feel like, in all honesty, a third perspective that's where I'm at. I'm not really expecting 2021 to be all that different. Um, yes, there'll be things that, like, we, maybe we won't be as shocked. There, Lord willing, there's no other, like, pandemic that happens, clearly. Um, but, but it seems to me as if this season has kicked off an era that will continue to unfold. And admittedly, that's the attitude that I, I bring in, um, which is why this scripture is what I think the Lord is going to speak to us through tonight. Actually, um, Casey, and, uh, Casey actually tested positive for COVID, and, uh, and like his family, he's doing great, they're doing great, um, but they're just taking necessary precautions, and so pray for them. Um, really mild symptoms. Um, so 1 Peter uh, 1, I actually want to begin with the end in mind. We're not actually going to read all the way through to this, but the letter itself comes down and, and it's reminding us of the hope that we have and how sure it is in Jesus. And it comes all the way to this place in verse 13. So 1 Peter 1, 13, it says, therefore, everything that we're going to talk about tonight, therefore, Preparing your minds for action and being sober-minded, set your hope fully on the grace that will be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. So here's the thing, is, is in all of this, all of what we're going to talk about tonight, it's aimed, all of the scripture that's like we're going through tonight is aimed to prepare your mind for action moving into 2021. Don't despair. Because Jesus is resurrected, we know that goodness, truth, and justice are at the end of the road. I don't know if you guys know this, the, the Bible, the story that God tells us isn't a tragedy, it's actually a comedy in, in like literary terms because it has a happy ending. Like, like the resurrection is a joke on the devil. It's a, like, it's a beautiful happy ending. 
And the same is true of us. And Peter is reminding the church and us today of that same thing. So if there's anything that you, like, get from tonight, there's two words I want you to remember, and I think this will help. The first is remember. And the second one is act. Remember that Jesus is alive and directing traffic with God the Father in 2021 Act on that. Remember where you encountered God in 2020 and act on that. Remember and act. Let's hop in. First uh, Peter 1, uh, just the first line, Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ. Okay, stop there. I promise this is worth it. Like, I... I am constantly reminded when I actually stop to read the scripture, sometimes I romanticize it where it seems really far away. This is Peter. This is a real person that we know about who is writing to real people who he loves. A personal letter. And like this is the Peter who listened, watched, touched, smelled, ate with Jesus. This is the Peter Jesus told, like, on you I will build my church. This is also the Peter who wanted to have something to prove himself to Jesus with. He's the the Peter that saw Jesus walking on water and said, Lord, call me out. And Peter gets out, walks on water, and takes his eyes off Jesus and starts to sink. It's the Peter who takes his eyes off Jesus, too. It's the Peter who... When Jesus is telling at the Last Supper all the disciples, I am going to have to be betrayed, arrested, and crucified, Peter goes, hey, I'm ready to go with you and be arrested and die too. And the very same night, he denies him three times. It's a messy Peter that I relate to as well. It's the Peter that God spoke the first message of good news through after the Holy Spirit came. The Peter Jesus restored. Like, Peter's as messy as any of us. And yet God writes scripture, trustworthy and truth, through him. Um, I'm a mess like him, and in 2020, all those things kind of get exposed, right? I think, like Peter, I want to have something to prove in myself, um, something I think is worthy of the king. And, man, plenty of times I fall short. I'll get angry, depressed, or anxious. I'll make a commitment to be really different the next time, and then, just like Peter, I'll turn around and mess that up even as quickly as I made the promise. And so this reminder is written to Christians that are messes like us. It's actually about 30 years uh, after Jesus was resurrected. So Peter's towards the end of his life, and he's writing to those who are elect exiles of the dispersion in Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia. All of that, like, that, that's just an area in what's northern Turkey. So you have Rome, where is, is where Peter's writing from towards the end of his life. You have Greece, and then you have Turkey. And so he's writing to Christians that are in this northern part. 
And he's writing to them because uh, the emperor Nero uh, is in power and he's started a, a fire in Rome that, that did a lot more damage than he had expected. And um, Nero needed a scapegoat for it. And so he started to blame Christians. And so Peter is starting to experience the persecution and the hardship that's coming from that. And he's writing, warning the Christians in Turkey, be prepared for this. Prepare your minds for action for what's coming that you might already have experienced a little bit of. And so in the same way, like, I want to remind us that, uh, like, the hope of 2021 may not, it's it's not ultimately found in it being different than 2020. (laughs) The hope of 2021 is found that Jesus promises the end of this story is a happy one. And he starts by reminding them who they are. Verse 2, according to the foreknowledge of God the Father and the sanctification of the Spirit, for obedience to Jesus Christ and for sprinkling with his blood. Peter says, you belong to God. You are where you are by no mistake, which means to you, even to just a couple lines, that if you're a Christian, God knows and has purposed exactly where you're at, so there's no mistaking, like no matter the hardship, no matter the the, the things that you've been going through, the, the victories you've had in this season, the things to celebrate, like all those things are working together and God is meticulously shaping you in your life. So hold to that. Because if he started it, he'll finish it. And, and the reality is, is Peter, as messy as he is, as, as we are, he had to remind himself of the things we're going to look at too. And I don't know about you guys, like, you know, I journal some, I'll write some thank you letters, and I I really enjoy writing thank you letters because it reminds me of things. And so in the same way, I'm like, Peter's reminded of the very things he's writing to them about. And tonight, I actually want to make this an invitation to remember. Two things to remember. Remember in 2020 when your longings were exposed or when your sin was exposed? And remember when you encountered God. (laughs) Um, I've felt exposed many times in 2020. Uh, I was actually, maybe this is my like uh, optimism uh, coming out in my personality, but I remember when COVID first happened, I was actually on a beach on spring break in Florida with 20 students, which was amazing. Uh, and then COVID drops, we hear that the Big 12 tournament was canceled, and then the you know, uh, uh, NCAA tournament is canceled, so everybody's sad. And we're kind of like, what, what in the world's going to happen? We get back, and school's canceled, everything. And, and me, like, at the beginning, I was so ready to go, everything's changed. This is going to spark up everything in us. Let's capitalize on this. Think about all the opportunities that come up with new stuff like this. People are like looking for stability and answers. I'm like, that's Jesus. So let's do this. Let's... And then as, I started, as we started to get into it, it was 
like every effort that I had, all the energy, all the momentum I felt in my heart just fell flat. And everything it seemed like I tried to do, I was like, I don't know. So one day I'm in my office in our house and because uh, it's a stay-at-home order. And I'm like, I don't know what the heck to do. I just spent four and a half hours on Zoom and I don't know what I have to show for it. So I, I like walk out into our backyard and I take a wiffle bat to our fence and I'm just like, I'm so sick of this, right? I don't know if y'all had an experience like that. And then I got back into the office and I sat and I'm like, all right, Lord, how can I handle this better? Um, but I was exposed. I think the other things... So the, the just normal level of stress in daily life is higher. And, uh, and I definitely am a person who has the temptation uh, to take the edge off with a, a couple extra drinks or like a whole bunch of sugar. And, and I just know like escaping to those things, escaping to, you know, binge a TV show. Like there's certainly a time to enjoy things, but those things where I'm like, I'm looking to other stuff to make me feel better, I was exposed. And I, you know, when was your sin or just the longing in your heart for things to be better? When was that exposed in 2020? Think back on that tonight. When was that exposed? But also don't stop there. Remember when you encountered God in 2020. Remember when you encountered God. Peter reminds us, verse 3, Blessed be God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to his great mercy, he's caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance that's imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you, who by God's power are being guarded through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. There's, it's a tongue, it like it's, there's so much there. Like you could read that over and over and over again and not quite get the full depth of it. So just try. <laughs> it's beautiful. He's patient. God is full of mercy. And he is the one who has caused us to be raised from the dead through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Did you initiate being rescued? No. Me neither. So who's the one to finish it? It's also God. So remember when you encountered God in, in 2020. There's, there's two images that come to mind that I just want to share where God encountered me. And, and the first uh, is kind of in that, that sense of how can I handle this better, Lord? <laughs> and, and it was so, that, so there's a stream. So there's a stream flowing and bubbling. You can smell the sweetness of it. It's clear. And in, in this vision, a, a man comes, and he kneels down at the stream, and he dips his hand in, and he drinks from the stream. And then after drinking from the stream, he takes a bucket, and he dips the bucket into the stream, and he hands it to a person that had appeared next to him. 
And that person drinks from the bucket. But then after drinking from the bucket, goes to the stream directly. Drinks. Takes a bucket and hands it to another person that showed up next to them. And for me at the time, it was God going, Kevin, the most important thing that you could ever do is drink directly from the stream. There's a lot of buckets you could drink from, but buckets run out, and they're just buckets. But the living water does not run out. Moreover, the only way that you're going to have anything to give to the other people that you so long to give to is if you drink directly from the stream yourself. The other catch is that no one else can keep drinking from buckets either. But after drinking from a bucket, when you taste the sweetness of that living water, you go directly to the stream yourself. And it was piercing and convicting and relieving all at the same time. And the other was like it. Um, <clears throat> I was listening to somebody read uh, the time when Jesus was uh, at Mary and Martha's house. And Martha is like really, really, like she's such a hostess. And she's, she's all over the house and like preparing things. She's getting the, the like special tray ready with all the like snacks and drinks and all of that. And she's like, where in the world is Mary? And, and she walks by the doorway, and there's Jesus and there's Mary in the room. And I, I saw this and felt this vividly. But out of Mary's perspective, I, I looked in that room, and the feeling and thought was, man, I wish I could be there. Man, I wish I could be in that room just listening to Jesus. And all of this comes into an invitation. I think the, the word indulge is one that I enjoy because I'm good at that. And, and God said, Kevin, I want you to indulge in time with me. Indulge in your relationship with God. Indulge in time with the Lord. Indulge in time in the scripture. In time in prayer. In silence. In listening. What a season to do it. When did you encounter God? In 2020. It's those encounters that, that build up our faith. And that's why Peter is reminding them of the truth of the gospel. There is an inheritance that's coming to us through the resurrection of Jesus. And it's, it's beyond the reach of change and decay. It's guarded by God's power, not our own. So make a habit of remembering when you've encountered God and how sure the hope is that you have in him. And that remembering is a habit that will help put your circumstances into perspective. Goes on in verse six, in this you rejoice, in this hope, in this steadfastness of God's promise. In that you rejoice, though now for a little while, if necessary, you've been grieved by various trials. 
A couple things just stand out here. In this you rejoice, though now for a little while. The trials of our life really are for a little while. They really are for a little while, just a little. Um, I've seen this illustration uh, before, and it's just impacted me so much I want to share it, but like, so, so I've got a pen here, right? And, and so imagine that, like, this pen represents time, and this end just goes on forever. You can't see the end of it. It goes on forever, which means that this black cap right here is the span of your life. How big are the trials you face? It puts them into perspective. And if I'm more concerned with what's coming, then this isn't going to be so scary. And that's exactly why Peter's telling us all this. The hardship that we face, it also says, in this you rejoice, though now for a little while, if necessary. Hardship and difficulty is necessary for faith to grow. Maybe, like me, you've prayed before, Lord, please grow my faith. (laughs) Dangerous prayer. Because the things that God uses to grow your faith are the things that require the faith, right? It's a dangerous prayer, and yet it's fully necessary. And so embrace the trials that you have as useful for that. And at the same time, like, the, the goodness and grace and future with Jesus puts everything into perspective. It reminds us that everything we're in is useful, and yet the scripture tells us you have been grieved by various trials, which is permission, just like we've been going through Lamentations, to name it. Like, I think sometimes we want to put on rose-colored glasses and say, if I can be optimistic about this or if I can see this, I don't have to feel this part. And it's actually the opposite. This, the hope, gives you the strength to be steadfast and experience the very thing you're in, in the present, and be grieved by it. So permission to be grieved. Permission to name your suffering. I mean, even the little stuff. Like, for the holidays this year, We had so much good time with my wife's family, and it was incredible, and there's the chaos of so many toddlers, and then we painted our entire upstairs of our house, because we're crazy, and and like I got to the end of that, and those are really awesome things, right, and I got to the end, I'm like, why, why do I feel so tired? Why, this is all awesome stuff, I'm exhausted, and I'm like, Actually, it's just okay. <laughs> it's just okay to be tired. And I needed that reminder. Like, name it. Like, just what you feel, the things, like, name it. And then put it, whatever it is that you're naming in the art show. Shout out. Um, 1 Peter 1, uh, verse 7 goes on to say that, In this you rejoice, for a little while if necessary, you've been grieved by various trials, so that the tested genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold that perishes may be found to result in praise and glory and honor 
in Jesus. And it's that reality that difficulty and suffering produces a strength in us, a steadfastness, a steadiness, a tested genuineness, which is just to say this, whatever it is that you're going through, because the goodness of God and the the grace of Jesus Christ is so good, it means whatever it is that you're going through is actually worth it. It's worth it. And I, I know that's like really hard sometimes to hear somebody say from up front, but I'm telling you that's how magnificent what is coming in Jesus is. Think about the weight of the worst things you can imagine in in the weights that people carry and and the goodness of God is going to write that so properly you aren't going to wish it was any different. That's how absurdly good God is in this. And so the faith that carries us through to that is most precious. Most precious. So remember when you encounter God in 2020. Remember when you encounter God in 2020. Because when we remember where we encountered God, we remember the hope and that he has us. We'll love, we'll trust, and we'll enjoy God more. And the reality is, is we're people, we act on what we love. We act on what we love. Verse 8 and 9 goes through and it says, Though you have not seen him, anybody relate to that? Though you have not seen him, you love him. Did you know that the people that Peter is writing to, the church then, 30 years after Jesus, there's so many people that never saw Jesus physically. And Peter's going, don't worry, I did, you can trust this. Though you've not seen him, you love him. Though you do not now see him, you believe in him and rejoice with joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory. Love him, even though you haven't seen him. Believe in him and enjoy him. Rejoice, enjoy, God, indulge. And that process will grow us filled with glory, obtaining the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your souls. That process is what grows us. And another one of the most beautiful things about the gospel is it only takes a little. It only takes a little. Jesus tells us that the kingdom of God is like a seed that when planted grows into the largest tree. I got a lot of giant oak trees in in my neighborhood the tiniest acorn. The kingdom of God is like the tiniest acorn that once planted grows into the largest tree you can imagine. It only takes a little. The disciples said, Jesus, make, grow our faith. And Jesus said, if you had faith like the grain of a mustard seed, you'd be able to move mountains. It, it only takes a little. Because it's not about how big your faith is. It's not about how awesome you are at trusting Jesus. It's about is your trust on Jesus or on something else, no matter how big or small. In the times when when I come to that place and I'm reminded by God of, hey, spend time, indulge in time with me. Like, I'm a person who I'm like, all right, how do we do that? 
let's break this down to nuts and bolts, like give me a Devo, a journal, let's go. And God's like, hey, actually, like this whole thing about abiding, John 15, I'm the vine, you're the branches, the command in that passage is to remain attached to the vine. It's not to bear fruit. Jesus says, if you abide, if you remain in the vine, you will bear fruit. And that's a whole different thing than saying, hey, bear fruit. He says, abide in the vine, you will bear fruit. The command's to abide. Indulge in time with God. It only takes a little. In, in, honestly, I've had that thought in 2020. I've been exposed and going into 2021, I start like full force work again tomorrow, like after the holidays have kind of wound down. And I'm a little nervous going into it. It's a little overwhelming. There's so many things and everything you feel like you're behind on. And I cannot listen to Little Drummer Boy without crying right now. <laughs> and I just want you to take this, this mental trip with me for a minute. The last thing. So I actually found out recently that Little Drummer Boy is uh, my brother-in-law's like favorite Christmas song. Until this year, I was like, why is that even a Christmas song? <laughs> like, I don't know why, but it just never grabbed me. And so I listened to it maybe like two weeks ago for the first time really, really closely. And man, I wept. And if you're unfamiliar with the story, even if you are really familiar with the story of the song, I want, I want to picture this with you. If it helps, close your eyes. Go for it. But it's like, so they told me, bum 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 There's this little boy, the drummer boy, and he hears from his family, his friends, that the, the king has been born. A newborn king. And they're like, we're going to bring all of our finest things to this king. And he goes, okay. And he, he goes with them, and he's just playing his drum. And he arrives at the, the house, the, the stable attached and he goes in, and he feels the warmth of the room. Not just the kind of warmth from the glow of a fire, but the kind of warmth of, of true love in the room. And he's like, I don't have a gift that's fit for our king. Bum 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 Shall I play my drum for you? And Mary nods. And he says, I played my best for him. And it says, he smiled at me. And I can't get through that song or even hardly tell a story without tearing up because I'm like, I'm the poor kid who feels like he doesn't have a gift that's fit for a king. But I'll play my drum for you. I'll play my drum for you. And that's the same message for you going into 2021. You know what it means to act, remember, act? It means that rather than going, what don't I have? It's, what do you have? And will you play that? Because if you do that, Jesus will look and he'll smile at you. (laughs) 
What if my actions aren't enough? It only takes a little. Because Jesus is the one who's enough. So remember when you encounter God, it'll prepare your mind for 2021. Indulge in time and attention with God and each other, especially the time with each other necessary to be reminded. And then act on that. Remember and act. Make him smile. We turn now to a time of communion. And in in communion, uh, we remember what it took to give us this hope. It was the body and blood of Jesus on the cross that secured our joy. And so I want to pray for us um, now that we're here in 2021, and and as we we do, then I'll cue you to take communion um, with us if you trust in Jesus. So Father, um, we love you. you. You told us to remember you every time we meet by taking bread and and by drinking wine, juice to to remind us that your body was broken for us, your blood was shed for us, and that in the resurrection you sealed for us all the forgiveness of sin and the coming to life, that that will happen now progressively and one day you'll make everything new. Will you remind us of that throughout 2021 and call us to act on it? Because we know you're ruling, you're reigning, and you call the shots. And there's nobody I would want to trust more. And so we take the bread and remember Jesus' broken body for us. take the grape juice and we say, Lord, um, this is uh, your blood shed for us and for the forgiveness of our sins. And we take that. Uh, Be be glorified, Lord. Uh, We love you. Amen.